Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Foreman. Today we're going to be talking more about the Royals at spring training, uh, and then a little bit more about um, off-season NFL news. Uh, we'll start where we've started the last couple of weeks uh, with Royals in spring training. Still off to their hot start, Mike. They're ten and two in spring training. And again, I'll ask you the same question. Does it mean anything at all? I don't think it does, but I hope it does. I, I really hope it does. That would be, uh, you know, even if they couldn't play, you know, win five out of every six games and, and you know, shatter the record for uh, most wins in a season, I think would be a, um, yeah, it, it, it would, you know, that, that would be like 100 and probably 25 wins or something like that over the course of a uh, a season. I I think um, I I think it's a good sign because it seems like they're scoring a lot of runs mm-hmm. and like the offense looks good and the pitching looks okay so like there's and their the run differential has been pretty good so maybe that maybe that's a good good sign um, I don't know if it's I, I I'm talking myself into it it probably doesn't mean anything but it's better that they're ten ten and two than two and ten I think and I think. It seems like at least the Royals have some. I don't know. It's gonna be, they're going to play competitive games. It seems like more or less. I hope. Um, and so I, I just, I as I, I think as I said last week, I just want them to approach five hundred uh, as the season comes to an end. You know, at least maybe seventy-five games, something like that. I, I would see that as a, as a, as a, as a positive step forward. Uh, what, what what do you think about the 10 and two mark in the cactus league? I think, like you said, yeah, it's a lot more fun to see them at 10 and two at some point, even if it's just spring training, it's definitely more fun to see that than, than the, than the reverse uh, record. It's also great. Yeah. To see some of the young guys um, hitting really well too. I think most of the team is hitting like over 300 some are hitting over 400. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, Oliveras is hitting, I believe, over 600 right now in spring training, which is pretty nice. Uh, so yeah, he, that's totally sustainable, right? Uh, probably not, but uh, but fun, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, some I think um like in the game Sunday night uh, against the Dodgers, I think uh, Michael Massey hit a home run. Uh, you know, against the Dodgers, they're you know they're pretty. Mm-hmm. So that's always nice to see. Um, you know, hopefully those kinds of things will yeah at least build a little confidence. They're you know they're able to hit home runs off of you know real franchise or teams that are you know considered to be mm-hmm. near the top of the league, if not the top team. So even if it is spring training, it still means something to them at least anyway. So nothing yeah, else. Uh, confidence building yeah. for young players in a season where. Um, they're really going to be, you know, giving the team over to the young players. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty, yeah, pretty good so far. Basically, yeah, as you said, basically every regular player that seems like they're going to be a regular has had a fairly hot start uh, on the offensive side of things, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's uh, all of is Reyes has been hitting well too. I think so. yeah, he's batting three thirty three with a four twelve slugging. I mean, 412 on base, a uh, 612 slug, so a 10-12 uh, uh, OPS, and uh, one home run, 
um, five hits and 15 at bats. So he's gotten more at bats. Like Hasquin, uh, Olivares, he's only had eight at bats and he's five yeah. for eight. That's why he's 625. Uh, yeah. But still, you know, Pasquantino is doing pretty well. It's only four, nine at bats. Per- Sal, you know, has been all right. Um, you yeah, know, he's just sitting around 400 too. He's, yeah, Sal's at 313. Um, Massey is. Uh, 278, but he's a 667 slugging percentage to two home runs. So, like, Tucker Bradley has been... He's, he's hit home runs in the last two games, so um, he seems to be on, on the on the rise, too, so... Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't... Ex- was, was, was Tuck, is, is Tucker Bradley a person who has uh, a potential on the team this year? Not that I'm aware of. He was a, he was a double A, I think, last year. Okay. He's doing, he's doing very well in spring training. Yeah. Um, he is. No, I'm just like Samad Taylor has done well too because he was one of the guys that came over in the Whit Merrifield trade. Uh, yeah. Last year, I, he he'd done well. I think the last couple games too. So Nick Prado is hitting well. Like it's anybody. Kyle Isbell. Uh, you know anybody. You Hunter Dozier even has uh, not been he, terrible. Nate Eaton, I think, has been doing pretty well too. He threw a guy out of the plate, I guess, too, yesterday defensively. Yeah. So I forgot we had Eaton. Uh, it's a, different. It's a different Eaton. It's not Adam Eaton. It's, it's Nate, not Adam Eaton. It's Nate Eaton, isn't it? Oh he's yeah, a, he's a young guy, and uh, you know, well, briefly last not as, young as, not as young as you'd like. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's inexperienced at the major league level. Young, right? Yeah, he's twenty six. He had what he played for. Uh, you know, 106 at bats last season. Mm. So he wasn't terrible uh, in his, you know, appearances, but only yeah, had they one. Had him playing like all over too. I think he played all three outfield positions and third base. Yeah. Considerable, considerable time at like all four, four different positions. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's been one of those. Yeah. Fill the gap wherever he needs to be basically. So listed as a, as a uh, catcher. Really? <laughs> So maybe I maybe you can be a backup catcher too. So, at least on the um, latest transactions, this we called C Nate Eaton from uh, the Storm Chaser. So I guess it's. I did not know he was a catcher. I don't. He, I didn't think he, he was a catcher, but he didn't play catcher at all for the Royals. No, but they had um, multiple catchers last season. I think they had three different catchers on the roster different times he's never played catcher i don't know why they have c in front of his name then i don't think he's played catcher yeah he's played second but so he played second and third center field right field dh um shortstop some center uh yeah so it goes like all three outfield positions basically every infield position uh you know it's and DH for some reason why you would have uh, your utility uh, player uh, play DH uh, doesn't really make much sense to me. But um, I guess you want to give him a rest because he's playing every day someplace. Um, but yes, or 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 maybe he just had to maybe somebody got injured and he just had to slide over. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. He yeah he played. Well, he only played. He only had six at uh, six games as DH, so not too many. Um, he even pitched in college some too. So hmm. uh, he played for he played for Quad Cities in uh, High A, 
Do you know uh, what the quad, all of the quad cities? All five of the quad cities? There are five quad cities. Oh, wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> how, does that, how does that work? I don't, I don't know. Was one added later? I think, well, I think one of them, there's like a, um, two Moline's, maybe is it Moline and East, East Moline or something like that, right? Davenport. Uh, and no, I, I can't, I don't remember. Yes, you're right. It is, yeah. it is. Okay. So, it's okay. So, you just, East Moline, yeah, so it's, the, yeah. Originally four, now it's five. It's of Moline, East Moline, Davenport. Okay, so we have two more in the Quad Cities. Can you name the, one in Illinois and one in Iowa? Yeah, I'm not coming up with them, but I I just drove through there too, not very long ago. <laughs> okay. Rock Rock Island. Oh yeah, yeah. Illinois and Bettendorf. That, I knew that. I should have known Bettendorf. Yeah, it's the fifth. It's the fifteenth largest city in Iowa and the third largest city in the Quad Cities. <laughs> This is, I, th- I thought you would like that, um, knowing that there are five. How how did they add? Like like what <laughs> what did they have to go through some sort of like uh, um, like committee and have them approved by the other members of the cities? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the way the charter was written for Molina, they they split it, and so it just auto- had automatic registration in as part of the uh, the Quad Cities. So. And yeah, this what a, what led to the split between Moline and East Moline, or did well, he would, develop totally separately? I, think just, <laughs> I would guess that I guess East Moline was probably just the suburb of Moline, and then I, I guess enough people moved there that they thought, oh, we're as I bet I guess maybe okay. So East Moline has twenty about twenty one thousand people. My guess is one of the older Quad Cities declined in population, and East Moline became like number four, and uh, to keep that like fifth highest city they decide well let's let's let east moline yeah R- rather than rename it like the quint cities or the yeah what what would you use instead it's for five yeah i uh cinco <laughs> cinco cities it's got a it's got the alliteration going yeah but they probably aren't too they don't probably take too kindly to uh Hispanic immigrants in the Quad Cities. Probably not. At least, yeah. maybe not a lot of the. I'm I'm sure they're very. I'm sure it's pretty heavily uh, Trump in that part of uh, the country. I would I would assume. Um, wow! What, what is there, it, did you what, know that the Quad Cities have well about 500 to 600 Jewish people? Are live in the Quad Cities, although this is down from about two thousand in the fifties and sixties. So, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what, is, what is the uh, team nickname for the Quad Cities? Hi, Abe. Royals affiliate. Are they the Quad City DJs? Isn't it? Wasn't there? Wasn't there a, um, a band called that? Oh, I don't know. I think there was a band called the Quad City DJs. Or a like a hip hop group. Hmm. Oh yeah, they sang that song. Uh, Come on, ride the train. Come on, ride it. Oh, come on, ride you know, that song. That's the yes. Quad City DJs. Quad City DJs. Okay. Come on, ride the train. The base. Yeah. The baseball team though is the Quad City River Bandits. 
Mm. And they also did the theme to Space Jam. Quad City DJs. Great. The River Bandits. The River Bandits? Yeah. And what's the other one? The other one? Well, are there both? Oh, there's, oh, you're talking about... There's, aren't there other uh, minor league teams in the Quad City? Oh, I guess just baseball. I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> that was the theme that Nate Eaton was on, was the Quad City River Bandits. So. Oh, he was in the River Bandits. Okay. I was, I was thinking you were going to quiz me on all of the... Name all of the Royals affiliates. No, no, mm-hmm. that was not as good. But the Did question you... I was going to ask you about about spring training and then this season as an extension from that too. Okay. Royals Review had an article this week uh, about with the headline of why 2023 is a make or break year for the rest of the decade and that there's a potential looming problem here. Do you see that? this season as being a make or break year for the Royals? And is no, there a big problem? Not at all. Uh, this is probably the least important year of any <laughs> that's, year. That's kind of what because, I Because, like, they're thinking of moving downtown. Uh, and if they move downtown, they can, like, in five years or whatever it takes to build a stadium, they can get rid of everybody. Like, they, they could just, you know, it would be like like when the Wizards moved to sporting became sporting park you know and, and like everything changed like the world not like the royals are going to change their name or something like that but like if they move stadiums and they aren't doing very well they're just gonna get rid of everything so it, ha- it has no i think it has really no practical consequence um what they do this year um you know i guess you could say well you want to get you want to have the, the young guys win and if they don't you rebuild but like you know that's not like I don't know. It's it, there were there were no expectations. I don't I don't I don't I don't. So what is what is what is the uh, argument that they're trying to make? Um, well, the the article mostly just talks about the, the the looming problem is that you know they've essentially like emptied out their entire minor league system to bring everyone up to the majors, and then you know how little the team is spending on the roster this season, you know, is maybe an omen about how the team is going to be cheap going forward. I don't think that's what any of that means at all. Uh, but it's that's just kind of the premise of the article is that that you know the team has you know utilized all the talent that they have, and now they have to like either catch up by developing players differently or making changes there, uh, or they're going to fall behind everybody else. And I I don't think any of that's accurate. I think the article is not. I would not. I don't think anything that's in the article is accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like well, you know, that's that's all we know. It's like well, they aren't very good. All these young guys. Well, they're going to have to rebuild, and it's probably going to take a little while since yeah. they develop all these people. It's like it's not news. I don't, I don't think it's not. It is. It's not news. It's not. And it's. I don't even think most of the conclusions are correct either. I think most of what this season is is a is a it's a business year. It is. We're going to go fully internal. See what we've got for talent that's at or near the major league level, and then see who who the team can build around if they have anybody that's worth building around. And then, you know, they'll go after free agents maybe next season or the season after that, depending on what they have. So if they play well this year, then that is awesome. They don't need to go outside for additional talent. They can just grow the team and the roster, you know, in salary going forward based on the players they mm-hmm. currently have on the team. And then they don't need to develop talent right away because you don't need to replenish anything if this team does well. If the team doesn't do well. Well, you just gut it and go out and buy a whole new team, right? So they're, they're yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they're it's, saving enough money this year 
uh, by having a, an inexpensive roster, um, by by doing an all internal, you know, reset, then then um, you know they're not wasting money this season that they could be spending next year on better players that are available to them. So this is purely a transition year, and let's see what we have talent wise. That's you know AAA to major league level somewhere in there, and they'll they'll figure it out. If yeah, players and they and they can test out all the strategies they want to try to use from the managerial level, and then whatever they're going to do at the minor league level, whatever changes they're making, there has to be pretty drastic changes that are coming anyway because what they've been doing under Dayton Moore wasn't working at all for talent development. So, um, I think we'll see a big difference this season, and hopefully they'll be able to evaluate what they have and figure out where they need to go to grow the team and make it, make it better in the long, but this is the kind of season that's it's purely business. Yeah. (laughs) It's whatever happens happens and it's not a big deal. It doesn't really matter unless they're good. And then it mattered, right? If they're bad, bad, nobody cares. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's also, it's like, also like if, you know, they're spending so little money, you could say, well, next year they can spend money on free agents to fill in gaps or something like that while they wait for, why spend a lot of money on a year they already know isn't going to be great so yeah it doesn't make i mean there's no reason to spend any money so why haven't the royals gone after free agents because it's a waste so don't do it (laughs) right yeah no i i thought the article was strange at best but uh worth talking about about anyway yeah it's i think that article is as as wrong-headed as adding the fifth city to the quad cities <laughs> i was looking up the quad cities uh and east moline number five it is by far the fifth most populous of the quad cities so why add east moline um east moline has about twenty one thousand people uh the fourth highest city is bettendorf and bettendorf has thirty nine thousand people no. So almost twice the population. Rock Island is well thirty-seven thousand. Okay, so they're about both are about forty. Moline's a little higher. It's about uh, forty-two, and then and then uh, Davenport's the big city, um, and it is uh, over a hundred thousand right now. Uh, but the question I wanted to ask you is, well, are well, you really, aware really of the quad it's cities? and then four. Or it's I mean it's um, Davenport and four other cities. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's Davenport. It's like uh, the you know. Um, Davenport and the like Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons type of yeah. thing. Although I think Frankie yeah. Valley was actually one of the Four Seasons. He didn't have four people behind him. Whoa. He had he. There were only there were only four seasons, but Frankie Valley was the most famous of the Four Seasons. So it should have been Frankie Valley and the other three seasons. I think <laughs> is how it should have been uh, uh, told. Because I think there were only four, ever four in that group. I think at least from yeah. Jersey Boys. That's what it, that's what it looked like. Um, Marie, my daughter, uh, really uh, enjoys. Uh, Frankie Valley because he can sing so high. Yeah, and he sings like Sherry and uh, uh, those you know uh, walk like a man type of songs. Big girls don't cry. Um, but I, the, I was I was I was meaning to get something about the Quad Cities again since, since uh, I latched on um, the Quad Cities. Do you have a a very important uh, sports history? Did you know that the first NFL game ever played was uh, by the Rock Island Independence of the NFL, a charter NFL team in 1920. Wow, I had no idea. And Jim Thorpe played on that team. 
Really? Yeah. In, in the 20, 1924, he did anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, Rock Island Independence. And then uh, the tribe, oh, I guess there were only three cities at one point. They were called the, 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 uh, the they had an NBA team as well uh, back in uh, the 40s. Uh, and into the 50s, uh, the, what, what were called the Tri City at that point, uh, Blackhawks, named, wow. uh, named after, uh, of course, Chief Blackhawk, the same uh, guy who became the Chicago Blackhawks uh, in the Blackhawk War, the Sauk uh, Indian. Um, Chicago Blackhawks would have already been around, right? Yeah. What'd you say? The Chicago Blackhawks would have already been a team. Yeah, they would have already been around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's, they were one of the original six. Yeah, uh, they were pretty early. One, tw- I think the NHL started in the twenties, so yeah, they would have been around at the same time. Okay. Um, and they were, yeah. So the Tri Cities were, they were. I guess they were just the Tri Cities then. So I don't know which. I think maybe Bettendorf came along. I'm not sure which one of them came along. Because yeah. Rock, I, I guess it would be Davenport, Rock Island, and probably Moline. I think of Moline as a a bigger mm-hmm. uh, city, but. Uh, they are, they are now the uh, Atlanta Hawks. So the Atlanta Hawks got their start in what were then the Tri Cities, um, pre Quad City Tri City. So they moved. Yeah, they moved from Atlanta to Milwaukee to St. Louis to I mean I mean from uh, the Tri Cities to Milwaukee to St. Louis and then finally to Atlanta. Wow. Uh, really, I, I, that team went through St. Louis too. I'm not sure I knew that. They were the St. Louis Hawks for a little while. Yeah. Wow. So how many how many franchises has St. Louis lost in football? <laughs> Well, yeah, they, they, so they've lost. I guess um, they lost the Browns in baseball. They've lost then the Hawks in the NFL. I mean the NBA. The NBA. Yeah. They've lost two, at least two NFL teams that I can think of: the St. Yeah. Louis Cardinals and also the St. Louis Rams, uh, which they only borrowed for about twenty seasons, I guess, from yeah. Los Angeles. Um, I want. I want to look up defunct St. Louis sports teams and then. Uh, any others that you can think of? That's 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 what I was thinking of anyway. But they probably lost some other. They sure had a, yeah. Uh, there was a uh, an NBA team early called the St. Louis Bombers. Hmm. Uh, very early. Um. Negro Leagues, of course. An old, old NFL team from 1923, the St. Louis All-Stars. Um, early, early and and uh, MB, I mean, uh, MLB teams in the National League, the St. Louis Maroons and the St. Louis Brown Stockings. I may be guessing the Maroons became the Cardinals and the Brown Stockings became the Browns. That sounds possible. What a Maroon. <laughs> well, the Browns were an AL team. Um, maybe no. can, you know. Do you know who the St. Louis Browns are today? I don't. They're the Baltimore Orioles. They became the Baltimore. Oh. And they actually originated in Milwaukee as the Milwaukee Brewers. That was the original Milwaukee Brewers that the uh, new Milwaukee Brewers were named, who were originally the Saint of uh, the Seattle Pilots. They started the same year as the Royals, and then like oh, that's so weird. After one year, they left. Seattle because it couldn't take it. Uh became the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Um, the, Mar- the Mariners came along not that much longer. 
77 i think i mean that's not that's not terribly long to wait for yeah, a, few, only eight years. Yeah, a little bit like with the with the kansas city a's left and then the, the royals came fairly soon after yeah but i mean the a's weren't in kansas city for that long it was only maybe 15 years yeah it was only yeah I wasn't thinking it was that long. I thought I was thinking it was only like 10 years or so. Well, maybe it was longer. Uh, 55 through 67. So I guess 13 seasons. 13 seasons. So we were both, we were, we were, we were both, we split the difference. Like I was saying 15, you were thinking 10. Uh, and um, yeah, so the Royals came in 69. So that was only two years after uh, the, uh, the and the A's won a championship not long after they, Relocated to Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they won. Um, I think seventy, maybe. Yeah, I think they won three in a row, seventy-two through seventy-four. Okay. Uh, and they were in the playoffs and like so, like they were uh, good, and they. Um, but they weren't very good when they were in Kansas City. <laughs> no. No. No, they were not. But they had a lot of like future stars. Hmm. Like Reggie Jackson and Catfish Hunter, I think. Um, and I think Tommy Lasorda was uh, on that team. There were, like, there were a bunch like of like managers or like famous uh, managers on those last few um, Kansas City A's teams. It was, um, I, I, I can't quite. Uh, remember who all who all of them were yeah i guess you know it was roger maris played for the a's at one point the yankees um uh yeah it was you know the, uh so the the um so are they thinking of moving the stadium back to kind of where the municipal stadium was where the a's played is that is that a is that a possibility or is that no is that not available anymore think so i think the main the main sites that they've looked at are um two sites i think inside the loop the downtown loop on the north side one on the west part of town because there's not really anything over there Mm -hmm. one on the east side possibly over the loop and then one sort of um east of just northeast of the city hall because it's mostly parking lots there right now that mostly unoccupied space and then and then i think there are a couple other spots that they've talked about but i'm not sure how viable they are um so there are locations that that it can go but it's there's just too many things that have to be coordinated to figure it out without uh you know they'd have to they'd have to have agreements with like all of the landowners or somebody has to acquire all of the space so it's gonna yeah. take a lot of work you know yeah trying to acquire any kind of space is not necessarily easy but trying to coordinate for something that scale is it's... yeah especially when like, if you hold on to it, you think oh you're gonna make a ton of money by selling it to right the team or i guess you would say that's probably eminent domain at this point the it may, uh, it may become that yeah especially especially if there are any but yeah, if, if they pick a site that there aren't any like current businesses or homes located then mm-hmm. um, i think they can do that without much effort just give fair fair market value to the right um, homeowners or the landowners 
Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's going to be into the billions of dollars as to what they, they think the value of this, you know, space that they're going mm-hmm. to make into, right? Because it's going to be like a whole, um, not just a park, but all the associated businesses and, and uh, entertainment district that they're trying to build around it too. So it's, it's going to be a pretty big deal for the city. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of fair market value, do you want to talk about the uh, NFL uh, beginnings of NFL free agency that we've had uh, this past week or two? A um, couple of big moves had... for, the, for the Chiefs already. Right? Yeah, big moves for the Chiefs. And then you want to you want to talk about those first? You, however you want to do it, go for it. I guess we talk about the Chiefs first. So so they released both. Oh, I guess they released Frank Clark uh, from his contract. He was set, I think, set to be owed. 25 28 million dollars something like that is a very high number yeah um, uh this year um i think they lost about um i think they they still owe about seven or eight million on the cap for uh frank clark but that's much better than it was maybe they'll try to resign him for a lower deal but he's now a free agent mm. um he was very successful in the playoffs maybe not so much in the regular season for the chiefs but helped the chiefs to win uh two uh super bowls in his four years as a chief and then they also um big news maybe even bigger i think everybody knew the clark thing was coming um but maybe the bigger news is that orlando brown uh left tackle was not given the franchise tag uh which would have paid him 20 something million close to 20 i think yeah yeah a million dollars as 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 this year Uh, they're trying to get a long-term deal done but uh Apparently, yes, that is too much. That that one uh, franchise uh, year tag would have been too much money. This would have that would have been his second year on the franchise tag. So, um, Orlando Brown, it seems like is unless the yeah. Chiefs sign him very very soon, right? The next week or so. I think they got about a week to work out a deal, and then he will automatically become a free agent if he's not signed by the. What, what do you, what do you think of those uh, decisions by the Chiefs? Uh, I think it's um, it's purely business. I think for yeah, Brett Veach and the and the Chiefs, it's they're trying to figure out how to orchestrate their roster around the cap that they have for this coming season. Uh, and I think a couple of those numbers are going to be awfully high for them to to get deals done at that those numbers anyway. So I think they may still try to resign them, but it may be at a restructured lower number for this season or yeah or, or, they'll, or they'll you know if they want if they want the bigger payday then it's probably not coming from kansas city unfortunately i think it's i think the chiefs have about 17 million dollars under the cap right now um because the cap has increased uh, to like 224 million so they're i think their, their payroll is a little plus their payroll plus their dead money is uh, a little over 200 million 207 million something like that uh but right now i guess patrick mahomes has this big deal he's making uh 50 million ish uh, they can restructure that to make to make more room under the cap and kind of push it push that money back to some other rainy day. And uh, it seems like Chris Jones's deal can be restructured as well. Um, I think he's going to be on the last year of his contract. And it's, I, I I would say that you know Mahomes is kind of um, on the Chiefs for eight more years, something like that, right? Yeah, at least. Um, and. Um, this is Jones. This will be Jones's last year. Do you, I think restructuring Chris Jones and giving him a longer contract? Um, I think that's a. I think that's a better investment than either Brown or 
Clark, do you agree with that? Well, I think a lot of it may depend on what what they've been scouting at the at the combine then too, as to what they think they can replace, possibly, or at least make up for part of those players anyway in the draft, because they do have a lot of draft capital this season. Um, so they they must think that they have another route to to fill those roles. Um, yeah, through the draft or through free agency. Yeah, there are a few tackles on uh, that are available as free agents. Um, I don't know. I don't follow uh, other teams' offensive lines that much unless they're like a big-name guy, so I'm not sure. Because um, uh, Andrew Wiley is also a free agent on the right tackle. So I guess we they, the, the way the Chiefs have been kind of um, – portrayed at least and maybe this maybe the number i think the numbers back them up at least the pro bowl voting backs it up the um the three interior guys uh with humphrey at the center and in tooney and um uh trey uh, smith as the guards are the strength of the offensive line and the tackles were kind of the weak link um not that they're terrible but they were not as not as strong um and so i guess the chiefs think well we can find replaceable tackles more easily uh and so like i guess there's mike mcglinchy for the 49ers he is available he's still fairly young uh as a right tackle he might be somebody um he was a first round draft pick in 2018 uh there's jawan taylor of the jaguars isaiah Wynn of the patriots you know some younger guys or not not that old uh uh guys that maybe would be um pick up a boulder was taylor lewin i think was um, for the we talked about him getting the stuff dumped on his on his uh uh front porch from the uh uh titans i guess he's yeah, right. a free agent now i mean he's like 30 he's, he's a little over 30 but like i i it seems like the chiefs were not um a uh you know afraid to spend a lot of money mm. at tackle um uh, but when they wanted, they, they wanted to get like Trent Williams, you remember a couple of years ago, and they gave him a really big contract offer, but the 49ers made an even bigger one and kept him. Um, so like, then they got Orlando Brown as a kind of a, of a kind of a sort of consolation price. And they thought maybe he could turn into something. And I guess they didn't think he had. Uh, yeah. So yeah he's, not, he's not breaking the bank worth. The uh, franchise tag value for this season for offensive linemen was 18.2 million. So they would they just have to find somebody less than that essentially yeah, and, and this would be his second year so it's usually it's it'd be on the second year it's higher than the first year so i think it would be like hmm. maybe 22 million or something and 21 it's oh um, no for, there's like a penalty for yeah for multiple seasons isn't there yeah 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 i think it's a little hot yeah so like i guess they don't like that you have that, that people do the franchise tag two years in a row or something or three. I think you can do it up to three years in a row. Um, and that's one of those things where you might just want to like, like last year that, you know, Brown just decided to play on it. Cause like, you know, at least it's guaranteed, it's guaranteed money. It's a lot of money. It's not like, you know, some of these big, big contracts that you sign are like only guaranteed for two years, three years, sometimes if it's a five-year deal. And so, you know, one year at a fairly high salary isn't, you know, and then trying to do it again. I don't. It's not a bad deal for a lot of players. I don't think. Second second straight year, it's it's twenty percent increase in salary. Twenty percent. So it'd be uh, it was about 16, four. It was sixteen million last year. So it'd be 
20 19 20 billion. 19, yeah yeah so but but really so all that really means is that, that they just need to find somebody for less than that is really what they're aiming for right yeah you might think well they want to get a draft pick I, they're picking at 31 so maybe you think well a lot of the at least the kind of plug and play tackles are maybe not on the board at that point possibly but I mean, maybe not yeah, who knows? Like know, uh, Humphrey know what they're going to do necessarily. So yeah. there could be there Smith, could be. Yeah. Uh, Smith was a sixth round pick a couple of years ago. They're they're probably going to draft, you know, wide receiver somewhere. Yeah, they'll find somebody that's incredibly fast that was overlooked by other teams. It seems like that's how that that's how they've kind of you know gone about the draft recently. I've heard a rumor also of 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 a Laramie Tunsil trade with the. Uh, uh texans um he was traded from the dolphins and that was like when the when the texans uh were just like trading everybody away for like uh pennies and like spending a lot of money uh i think they had like two first round picks for tunsil and like a bunch of uh other picks uh but this is tunsil's last year um that was when they traded deandre hopkins away too for kind of um who was the running back for like david i can't remember the running back that the um, came from came from Arizona in return, but he's um, doing a lot this season though. His cap yeah. is thirty five million. But I guess if you can uh, get them uh, to pick up part of it or something, maybe, or just or you could sign into a long term deal, and like with Chris Jones, you Why could say well, we'll we'll pay you twenty million this year and for the next five years or something like that. Uh, yeah. Maybe I I would take that but i guess there's also well what you have to you have to give up some draft capital uh for that and the mm. chiefs certainly i don't think this year want to give up their first round pick because the draft is in kansas city so i yeah you need to keep that that first round pick so in some ways that maybe hamstrings uh a potential trade um although maybe that doesn't really matter but i, I would guess that having the draft in kansas city and the Chiefs are already picking 31st because there's, I think, one was it the Dolphins had to forfeit their draft pick. So there's only 31 picks in the uh, first round this year. Oh, and because so, of the uh, Brady tampering? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, Chiefs, uh, so they'll pick at the very, very end of that first day. And and I, I guess nobody, they want the fans to show up for the draft. So um, right. Is it going to be at Union Station? What do you know where the draft is going to be? Yeah, that's the plan. Is Union Station lawn? Are you going to go? Um, I'm not sure. I'm I I may. I don't I don't know. I just I just see how they're going to do it because I've seen like um things about like you know having to like win a slot to go, but it seems like you can just walk around down there. I don't know if they're going to. Fence yeah, like it's like a, you can't see it, or what? I don't. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. Yeah, it seems like they have like a big crowd at those things lately. Like you know, yeah. or thousands of people close part of it for the for the draft then too. So they, does it doesn't matter what the weather is like, or I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they, they've had um like the amazing race they filmed from there mm. also, where they've just like you know set up the whole obstacle course like on the lawn there and. I mean, they've they've used that site for other, you know, television appearances besides yeah. just like the the terminal for point for the uh, for the parades and after 
the numerous Kansas City championships of the last several years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last uh, eight years there have been three, um, and if you count uh, KC, conference championships, yeah, there have well, been, I was going to say you count Sporting KC, you can add add another mm-hmm. to that too because they they've won a title too. And then like the Royals twenty fourteen and the Chiefs again. So like, yeah, in nine years uh, that's been you know five or six at least uh, that. Um, our 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 first city uh has so that's a a pretty uh I guess you know some people might not count uh uh MLS as a major team but I think yeah uh, it's it's still pretty good you know it's one of those things where in some ways the NFL has dwarfed everything uh so much yeah the yeah like baseball and even baseball and even the NBA are like at least in this country pretty far below uh the nfl in terms of of enthusiasm and and uh fan what widespread fan support so it's yeah so it's yeah the chiefs it's a good time to be a a chiefs fan for sure uh yeah i'm looking at the website right now it seems like well you can it's like you have to download the nfl app and stuff and they'll tell you more but there's no real information yeah Um, i mean the draft isn't until the end of april yeah there's still time to figure out all of it there's um, a, yeah, you you can come to the New York New Airport. Did you you flew out of the New Airport, right? What was did. that like? I've flown out in and returned to the New Airport. Now there are there are a few kind of you know interesting quirks to it, but um, overall it, it's much improved experience. Uh, it's a much a lot more walking, but there's a lot more to do inside the airport once you go through security. Before it was kind of like you go through security and you're just kind of you're stuck there and you can't. Yeah. Can't really go out you can't really do anything um there's like you know a coffee stand and you can get that that's about it coffee yeah, they had a couple little things and yeah. restrooms so it was the best airport like in the 70s when they built it yeah and before like all the security kind of theater that we have to go through yeah um because like the way it's laid out you park and like as long as you weren't like connecting a flight which is what like didn't really happen in kansas city so much like there were there were very few connecting flights um yeah. it was a, it's a turn it's a kind of a endpoint uh destination um especially once um like you know twa left in the 70s or braniff yeah. or whatever you know they, i never flew uh in that era but like yeah i don't um yeah it's it was yeah i really like that airport and how kind of retro and yeah uh, because it's, it's it was it's the same era as the Truman Sports Complex. It's mm-hmm. that modern, early seventies vibe, and and uh, the Royals. You know, one. It seems like the city's. I don't know. It's a little bittersweet, at least. The city is moving away from that to a it's kind of I don't know, more cookie cutter kind of modern airport. Yeah, is there I unique any, anything unique about it? What's that? Is there anything unique about the Kansas City, the KCI, new KCI, or MCI? It's it is different than the air, other airports I've been in, but um, part of it is like like there's a moving walkway now. So like once you go through security, there's like a long hallway you have to walk through to get to the actual like you know where the you know airplanes actually come the gates. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they have the moving walkway and everything to get there more rapidly so you could still if you if you live in kansas city and dropped off at the airport i think you could still get through security to your flight within you know you only have to get there like an hour early at max which is what you could do with the old airport too mm-hmm. 
Um, but it, it didn't add much time to the, you know, how long it takes to get from like from your car dropped off to to a flight, which is nice. So it hasn't really changed that that much from what I could see. It seemed like it was running pretty efficiently already. So yeah, but it is. It's much brighter. Uh, there's a lot more walking. There's a lot more restaurants. There's a lot more shopping places. It's it's more traditional to what is the current modern airport, at least anyway. But cool. But they but they did manage to keep a lot of the local restaurants and breweries with stations there too, which I thought was nice. It wasn't all like you know national chain type places. Like there were small like Stockyard oh. Brewery had a has a a station there Hmm. is probably barely in the top 10 breweries of kansas city yeah that's a west bottoms so it's not it's not a big place by any means and and like um pigwitch barbecue restaurant that's (laughs) only about seven or eight years ago i think was a food truck um and then they have a a small restaurant in uh river market and and they've got a you know, a restaurant inside. Is that where the old is that where the old Winslow's barbecue was? Uh, I think. The, or is that Bowling's now? No, or was Bowling's? I think, I think Winslow's. Yeah, it's in that. It's in the same um, spot that Winslow's had. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a little tangent, I guess. But so the Chiefs uh, <laughs> are 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 looking. You know, maybe you know, trying to. There's a lot of free agents also still out there, like with. Uh, um, that, the, that the Chiefs are trying to re-sign, perhaps. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, Nicole Hardman, you mentioned Andrew, Andrew Wiley. You know, there are, are uh, Juan Thornhill is a free agent. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, the Chiefs seem to be approaching this very, very business-like and not wanting to overpay people who are good, maybe good, even good players, but players who uh, are maybe the market um is overvaluing it's it's sort of like what the patriots did you know they just jettisoned people left and right even good players mm-hmm. and it was like the chiefs used to just grab these former patriots that were on the on the downswing it seemed like belichick could tell like when players were going to decline just a little bit and yeah. would you know get rid of them and he even wanted to do this with tom brady by by bringing in jimmy garoppolo but that never ended up happening um do you think the are the, you think the Chiefs are following the Patriots plan and not the Scott Pioli version of the Patriots plan? Um, I don't know if it's that directly, but maybe maybe indirectly. At least with at least with the very expensive players. I mean, if they can find replacements for particular positions through the draft, I think they're going to do that every time. I mean, they've they've already shown they can rebuild a defense essentially in a season. Uh, through the draft and and go very young and still succeed uh even with not not having to maintain such an experience level from from the the team as a whole so i think they already know that that theory can work so i think they're going to probably be following that that blueprint a lot in the coming years is, is that how you see it too or yeah i think so too i guess there, there it's because the chiefs have been so good like there's a lot of rumors out there that the chiefs are going to sign some big splash uh, free agent to make a splash trade. Like I've heard, like Derek Henry uh, to the Chiefs. Have you heard that one? I, I heard that he may be available through trade, but I right. can't imagine the Chiefs. There have been some uh, mentions of the Chiefs as a potential top destination uh, for Derek Henry. 
because uh, we are shopping apparently uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire uh, for for uh, draft picks um, because of the emergence of, of Pacheco. And I mm. guess I think McKinnon is a free agent as well. Um, so you might have, um, uh, you know, some room there, but it seems a little uh, strange that uh, you think the um, that it would be the Chiefs would 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 pick up Henry, but I, I had seen that somewhere. I'm trying to find the article that I saw. I would be very surprised. If that's Chiefs true. as as, but it's one of those things where like everybody wants to go to the Chiefs because they're 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 gonna maybe win, you know you're very competitive for the Super Bowl, so you get like you know Odell Odell Beckham to the Chiefs, uh, uh, yeah, you know DeAndre Hopkins to the Chiefs. Um, do you think any of those big options are gonna be a possibility? I don't. I wouldn't expect any of those. I'm. I, I'd I'd be surprised if they add anybody splashy. You know? <laughs> I'd be I'd be very surprised. Do you think they'll do something? Um, I I I think they will be. Um, it'll be surprising. I think I think um they'll do something that you wouldn't expect. Tom Brady. And... Yeah, <laughs> as the backup, or as the new quarter. Well, he can't be the new quarterbacks coach because we have. Um, Alex Smith. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Alex Smith. We we talked about it last week. I can't remember who yeah. who the guy was. He was the assistant quarterbacks coach. Um, uh, but oh, I, I think Alex I, Smith is coming I, back though, isn't he? Isn't he coming back as a coach? The Chiefs. Alex Smith. There was yeah. there were rumors. Um, it was David Girardi is the oh. coach. Not to be confused with David Gerrard, the former uh, uh, Jacksonville Jaguar uh, quarterback. David Girardi is the new quarterbacks coach. Yeah, yeah. Alex Smith yeah. was a. I think Adam Schefter even reported it, uh, but I don't think uh, Smith um, necessarily uh, wants. Oh to yeah, be... no. The Chiefs haven't hired Alex Smith as quarterback coach. Yeah, yeah. This is David Girardi. They just they hired a few uh, um, a few days ago, or maybe. A, we could go or two um in the wake of um Eric Bianami's leaving to uh Washington. Uh we also have another chief departing to Washington, Marcus Kemp. Uh do you uh do you think that's uh a good uh good thing for Kemp or a bad thing for the Chiefs? If it means he's gonna play more, it's great for him. Right. Because I mean, he just didn't get very many opportunities here. No. It seemed like he was gonna get much opportunity even if he even if he was, um, even if uh, you know other players weren't there, so it didn't. I don't know if the team valued him as a potential replacement for any of these, you know, free agents that may be departing. No, I, I think the idea was if he would have, you know, he had the opportunity years ago to make the Chiefs yeah. roster and was kind of seen as a fringe candidate most of the time and made a good special teams player, but like, you know, those are. It seems like especially that is a position even if you're pretty good. The idea is that well, after a few years, your your minimum salary goes up and up. Uh, somebody who is four or five years younger is going to be cheaper, and maybe if they aren't quite as good, they're at least um, you know somewhat as good. And it's only special teams, so like you know, yeah, you know, maybe they'll tackle a guy a yard later than the original guy would, or something, or you know, it it's one of those uh, you know, every every dollar kind of counts and sometimes you know you want to spend your money on on the players that uh play the offensive and defensive uh snaps um 
But uh, speaking of spending all the money, you want to talk about some of the big deals that have been? Uh, it seems like some the Chiefs aren't spending like crazy, but there have been some teams who are spending Darn. like crazy. Uh, we had, I think, the first uh, domino in the quarterback carousel to, to uh, uh, follows David Carr to the Saints. Uh, I think $35 million a year? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yeah, was it $140 million? Total across four seasons, I believe. Yeah, yeah, four year, 150 million. It says 50 million. Okay, uh, 28 and a half million signing bonus, 100 million guaranteed. So that's not a bad payday for uh, Mr. Carr. Does this make the Saints the favorites in the NFC South? I, I suppose, but I don't know if that means it's good that they're going to be a good team. But I mean, they were second in the division. Well, every, yeah, uh, but, but well, everybody was second if they weren't first in that division. Uh, the, everybody true, was yeah. seven and ten or eight and nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, the number one team in the division had a losing record, uh, and uh, you know their their quarterback has retired. So by default, that I guess that makes them the favorite, but that doesn't mean they're going to have a winning record either. So yeah, that, I think his record as a starter isn't great. Uh, no. But does that come from just being on the Raiders, though? Is that you know, is that his fault that he was on? Like you know, the Raiders have been in the last two decades, at least, mm-hmm. uh, one of the more inept uh, franchises in the National uh, Football League. So is it you know, it's maybe not Carr's fault that uh, the team is bad. You know, Carr is a, I'd say, you know, he's not a terrible quarterback. He's the level of, I don't know, Kirk Cousins, maybe somebody like that. You know, is he you know maybe a top. 10 to 15 quarterback in the league. Someone top, you know, something like that. Um, well, we'll talk about Carr. So Carr signed for about 35 million. That seems to be the going rate for like a decent quarterback now, which is kind of crazy. Um, Geno Smith also signed for about 35 million a year, only three years from um uh Seattle. Who is older, do you know? Uh Geno Smith or David Carr? Derek Carr, right? Geno Smith is 32 years old. Okay. He was born October 10th, 1990. Your birthday. Yes. Not is my I, I was not born your, on your 12th birthday. Year, yes, though. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Carr. Did I did I say David Carr? You did say David, but yeah. Oh, David Carr is his brother. So David Carr is older. Yeah. Um, Derek Carr is actually a few years young, a few months younger. He was March 28th, 91. So Derek Carr is actually younger than Gino. Um by about five months, like that doesn't really matter too much, but um, no. I got confused with Derek, you know, Derek and David Carr, the brothers. Derek Carr, Derek, uh, uh, David Carr, of course, played, uh, was the number one overall draft pick and played for the Texans and was um, on a lot of bad Texans teams. And it seems like yeah. his brother has been on a lot of bad Raiders teams. I think his brother has, has had more success, however. Um, yeah, so there's, so those, each guy's got, got 35 million. Car for an extra year over Smith, mm. uh, who had his kind of breakout season, and then we also uh, learned today. I did. That... I did like the stat though about about um, Geno Smith made, I believe, a combined seventeen million dollars in his first nine seasons in the league, and now he'll get paid double that for next year. Right? That's. I think that's yeah. kind of cool, at least anyway. Good for him. Mm-hmm. They need a quarterback. It seemed like he he had the, uh, the a good year at the right time. That's great. I like to see, you know, players 
that ha- are successful get actually get paid. So that's, that's yeah, good for him. And it's the NFC, so anything is possible in the NFC because there are such so few good quarterbacks in that conference. Um, but he he had had some good seasons in the past, but they, they it seemed like they were always like ended in an injury of some kind where you know it didn't help him get a long term contract or the opportunity to. to you know, be a long-term starter either. So, um, yeah, he had kind of a falling out in New York. He was sort of a backup in a lot of other places. He was backup for the Chargers. Um, he played for the Giants briefly, um, but he he didn't play. He hadn't been a starter regularly since 2014, mm-hmm. and you know he got kind of put to the side after kind of a not so great rookie in second year uh you know maybe a little like um maybe a little like um zach wilson you know uh coming in lower lower he was a second round draft pick i think uh, the first round draft pick but like um he was the first quarterback taken that that year i think um so yeah maybe uh you know you know the jets are still in looking still looking for a quarterback do you yeah. uh so it seems like uh you know they're, they're across town or actually cross uh stadium rivals uh the giants also signed uh their quarterback daniel jones for about 40 million per year jones is younger than Carr or smith but perhaps not as good at least not as um experienced and the track record, at least, especially compared to uh, Derek Carr, is nowhere there. Um, of those three deals, would you rather have Smith, Geno Smith, three years, thirty-five million, Carr, four years, thirty-five million, or Daniel Jones, four years for about forty million each? Those are per per year numbers. Yeah, um, I think I think Carr probably has the most potential of those, but. The better deal is probably the Geno Smith deal because it's because it's shorter. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think. I guess Daniel Jones is only guaranteed eighty-two million, so it's like two years essentially that are guaranteed. So maybe you can dump him after two uh, if you draft somebody. But yeah, because I don't. They didn't really give him the full like long-term deal, so they kind of like hedged without having not having to um, franchise tag him for this season. But they gave a lot of money uh, up front to uh, uh, to him, so that's that's. Um, well, I that's think just they a lot. Probably had to to keep them, though. Yeah, it's probably something something to that effect. Um, but but yeah, Carr is sort of a breakout season in twenty twenty two, but it wasn't that impressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm having some technical difficulties on my on my video here. I think it's because I, I'm on uh, uh, NFL uh, or a pro football. Uh, um, what's up? Reference. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I think it's got a lot of pop ups on there. Uh, pro football reference, but yeah, um, I I would say that I like the car deal the best out of those because I think he's the best quarterback. At least he's the one who's proven it the longest. I like the Jones deal actually the least. Because it's like you can get Patrick Mahomes for fifty million dollars, you know, if you have him. Or like, you know, there's Lamar Jackson out there. Why not? Why not trade for Lamar Jackson? Uh, to you know, you could probably get him about the same amount of money 
uh, or or there's, you know, I guess you still have Aaron Rodgers perhaps out there, um, or just draft like, you know, I, I before we went on the air, we were saying, you know, we were saying like, well, you know, in the fifth round, Bailey Zappi was available last year for pennies compared to this, and mm. you know, Brock Purdy uh, played reasonably well. Is a reasonably good quarterback worth more than a you know rookie flyer like why not draft two or three uh rookie quarterbacks at different points in the draft mm-hmm. and see how they do yeah so yeah i think yeah, san francisco i think was a rare combination of things that made that able to work but it doesn't mean it can't work elsewhere right like they didn't they have a, a solid defense already and they had a lot of the pieces on offense. They just needed somebody to sort of manage the ship and not, you know, drive it into the iceberg directly. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and Purdy was a, is a good game manager. So it, it worked well um, in that scenario. Um, but some of those, like the, the jets, I don't think if they had a game manager, I don't think they're going to be contenders. Would, would you think that or? Well, Wilson was really, really bad. And they did pretty well with Mike White as their quarterback, briefly. Flacco didn't do so well. Um, I would say if they had a step above, they'd be pretty good. But again, it's the AFC. So, like, there are, I think, diminishing returns uh, possible. Like, you know, even if you get a lot better at quarterback, you're still running into Buffalo. You're still running into Cincinnati. You're still running into Kansas City, of course. Maybe even the Chargers or the Jaguars who have probably really, I would say all five of those teams have quarterbacks that are better than any of the quarterbacks available, except perhaps Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson is um, injury prone, to say the least, yes. perhaps. And I guess you could maybe say Aaron Rodgers rediscovers his own old form. He's up there too, but like mm-hmm. that's really um, a murderer's row of, 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 quarterbacks you still have to deal with so yeah it's it, like the nfc like the giants i think really flubbed it i would say because you don't need a quarterback in the nfc at all like, like the, you know the uh 49ers kind of proved that until they lost four quarterbacks rather than you know it took them you know you know it you know the, daniel jones i think threw for 15 touchdown passes last year and mm-hmm. you know he ran for several more but like it he you know maybe I guess they see it like maybe Dable sees a kind of Josh Allen Jr. But I don't it forty million is pretty steep. Uh, it does seem awfully steep for a quarterback that's had one okay season, not not a great season by any means, but but at least okay. Maybe it's great in comparison to some of his earlier work, but mm-hmm. still not. Uh, 40 million a year, I would think, for value. I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, we'll continue our kind of would you rather kind of conversation. I have right now the set, this isn't the cap hits necessarily, this is the kind of combined salaries of all of the quarterbacks for next season. Okay. Um, for the current teams. Number one is Aaron Rodgers. He is, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to make a salary of 50.27 million. Yeah. Number two is Russell Wilson, 48 and a half million. Tyler Murray, 46.1. Deshaun Watson, 46 million. And Patrick Mahomes, 
45 million. Wow. So um, those top four, though, that's kind of rough. Uh, which is the so which of those quarterbacks at that price would you rather have? Uh, Rogers at over 50, Russell Wilson at 48 plus, or Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson at 46? Well, I think million. I think Rogers probably maybe on the field, maybe the best of those of those quarterbacks but then you know is is the um off season or the uh what he's going to talk about all the time worth worth some of that money though too you'd think that russell wilson has to bounce off of the bottom there too so like you know looking forward rather than back i think he'll have to have a better season next year the other two Kyler murray and and deshaun watson don't know what they're going to do like i i expect probably injury prone seasons i don't know that you're going to get much out of either of them would you yeah which in which in which um kind of off the field issue would you rather have well you know Kyler murray is recovering from an acl injury where he's maybe going to miss part of the season next year yeah and and he has those kind of issues with you know just playing video games and not studying and kind of like jamarcus russell had but he got that big big uh huge contract and then then there's deshaun watson who is just a nightmare in terms of of PR and potential liability for him and like you know the what contract that you have to pay. Like those top like yeah, I I those those top four are really bad uh above Mahomes right now. I guess um Rogers, it's only two years. He's a good quarterback if he wants to play, but he's a big distraction. Yeah, like you said, I I do think Wilson will bounce back, but I don't know how. Yeah, did, did you see that that um article and stories about um Russell Wilson's last couple of years in Seattle? Um, but he tried to get his coach fired, and he wanted had, Carol fired, and and had a huge, uh, you know, number of coachings, uh, like personnel around him at all times that were like his guys, and like yeah. demanded an office, and, and yeah, he has an only he has his own office in Denver. This year. I don't think he's gonna have it next year. Yeah, um, well, it, it sounded like um they made a point of talking about that uh with the, you know, the the new coaching hire uh to make sure that the sort of groundwork was laid to not not allow any of outside personnel and you know offices and that that such is all over apparently so yeah it's 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 like uh major league with roger dorn almost having him as your star player as this you know sort of prima donna whose best years are behind him and who's not playing as hard as he used to and it's and, and even worse because it's your quarterback rather than just your third baseman and yeah it's, you know it's it's like one of those sort of situations to me it, it, and of those top quarterbacks like the self maybe self-awareness is lacking in all four of them yeah they, or, they are very, they're very similar in their yeah their situations and yeah, level of antics, I guess, right? So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting how they were the top four uh, paid quarterbacks this coming year. Then it's Mahomes, then Josh Allen, Dak Prescott at 40, Daniel Jones at 40, Matthew Stafford at 40. Um, who would you rather have at $40 million in uh, uh, Prescott, uh, Jones, or Stafford at this point? Um, phew, man, they're all. <laughs> No, no, man, none of those are really appealing. I think, yeah, Prescott, 
probably performs the best when he's at his best, but he's not always at his best though either. So Stafford, you just don't know what you're going to get with him now too, because he's also, mm-hmm. you know, on the on yeah. the downside presumably. Yeah, in his prime, I think Stafford is the best of those three. But yeah, that was a while ago, and then also with all these injuries, um, and he still had a good year a couple of years ago with with the Rams. But I think a lot of that is a product of the talent mm-hmm. around him. With but the, the, but the following year. He didn't last very last very long of it anyway. No. So, um, yeah, I, I just yeah, I don't I don't know that you can really expect a whole lot from. Him. But yeah, it seemed like he had an off season injury and he just never really got back to full strength. And then he, <laughs> yeah, was injured again. I guess right. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's it's interesting story because like a lot of these teams, um, the idea is to win as much as you can with a cheap quarterback as on a rookie deal and more of these kind of um quarterbacks that came into the league are now that were that were kind of starting like gangbusters like joe burrow and uh um you know uh, Jalen hurts trevor lawrence uh justin herbert they're all going to be do a mahomes sized uh contract but no nobody has won a super bowl with with a quarterback that takes up that much of the cap i think the chiefs uh, I read this year that uh, recently, the last couple of weeks, that uh, Mahomes, his cap hit was the highest of any quarterback in the salary cap era. Yeah. Above Steve Young and like when he when they beat the Chargers in like 95. Yeah. So, I mean, it's he's not, you know, escalated to the maximum of what what his salary cap hit's going to be in the coming year. So, um yeah, the team has to really get creative here about how to figure out how to piece everybody in around that growing number for salary cap for for Mahomes. And we kind of already you get, yeah. that way because we're you know they're not able to sign Frank Clark and and mm-hmm. Brown and so we'll have to see how they. Yeah, I don't know. We, and this also because we have um, we talk about Lamar Jackson a little bit, and then um, Jalen Hurts are both looking for big deals mm-hmm. um does this mean you know if daniel jones gets 40 million a year what is what is what is uh jalen hurts worth yeah i mean i would expect he's going to get somewhere in the mahomes area if not more than that i i suppose where he's going to want that is yes yeah, is, is philly going to give him give him that What's the longest you would go? Because because the way Mah- the way Hertz plays as more of a running kind of bruising quarterback, yeah, he's, he's he's stockier and bigger than like Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields is, uh, but is that so, like you know Daniel Jones is also kind of that running kind of Josh Allen type of quarterback, yeah, um, more than Mahomes is. Um, do you yeah do you what 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 would you offer somebody like Jalen Hurts? Do you think? given the going rate and given how long. Yeah. I mean, you, you'd kind of hope that he would take a, you know, the, in the Daniel Jones type of contract, but there's no way he's going to do that. <laughs> right. I mean, he's going to want that. Yeah. Josh Allen type deal. So in the Mahomes style, but it's really hard to, to do that with that running style quarterback. They're just so much more injury prone. Um, you know, you've seen the injuries with like, RG three and 
and Kyler Murray last year too. So it's Cam Newton, Cam, Cam Newton, yeah, obviously, and Lamar Jackson last year too was yeah, uh, you know, had been very lucky in not taking injuries. And Josh Allen though too, he because he had that um, you know elbow injury that seemed to affect the latter half of the season, and he definitely was not the same quarterback um, after that that elbow uh extension yeah so, um, i guess you could say that's not necessarily a running injury you know that's a throwing injury but still, but still even the even the even the uh less likely to scramble or or design run quarterbacks that they still you know injury is still a a major um, it's, just, it's a willingness to take risk and and it seems like th- that running style is you know pushes it up into that upper tier of of risk right so it's, it's just you're going to get hit that many more times over the course of the season. But yeah, the, yeah. the hit that um, Josh Allen took was, it wasn't a pass. That was. Oh, not, it was a run. Huh? Was it, was it on the run? It was on, it was on, he got hit like as he was throwing and it like, it pulled his elbow mm. back and it was, so it was an ACL strain. Um, But uh, yeah, it did. It, it wasn't on a, on a run, but. But you know, yeah, it's the possibility of getting injured while running that can affect just, that thing too. So, yeah, I just saw that the uh, there is possibility that he will have uh, Tommy John surgery in the off season. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and I know he avoided the surgery this this time and a previous time too. So maybe maybe they're just going to get it out of the way. Yeah, you would think though he would want it earlier rather than later if he needs it. Seems like he's delaying a lot if he ends up having to have it because it's like almost a year. At least for baseball pitchers, it seems like it's a year. It's a full year for pitchers, yeah. And then it's usually the second year after where they have their stuff back. I guess it's a little different for football. You don't have to throw curveballs and 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 things like that. But it's it's a yeah. Didn't didn't Stafford have Tommy John? surgery as well sure i know i know purdy was supposed to have his tommy john surgery right after the season was over but they had to delay it because there was he was still having inflammation uh so i don't know i don't know if he's had that surgery yet because they were saying that like if he had it almost right after the season like he would not be delayed at for opening day of you know first first game of 2023 season but they delayed that surgery so i'm not sure if that if that's in question now so um yeah they may yeah, start the season there. yeah the San Francisco quarterback situation is interesting because that was uh because the guy you want it seems like now who kind of came into his own is Brock Purdy but he's not going to be available and the guy you ended up not wanting because he got hurt uh is going to be available at the beginning of the season Trey Lance but actually, the guy who was the most successful traditionally, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, is still on the market. Would you, you know? Would you like, you know, if you like, go back to maybe the Giants, like, why not sign Jimmy Garoppolo to a thirty million dollar a year contract? Yeah. Daniel Jones at forty, is that? Yeah, I think they probably stuck with Jones because Dable must have, you know, seen some progress in him, and they it's that um, devil you know versus the devil you don't sort of thing. You know, they've had a lot of time with Daniel Jones. So, I mean, they probably have a, hopefully a good working relationship. So um, as long as he sees them as coachable and not a lost cause, then they, I'm sure yeah. maybe gave him a little more just to make sure he would stay so they can keep working together. 
Um, but but the Giants need so take many a risk other guy. Yeah, so it seems like Garoppolo should. I think he'll end up on a roster, probably starting quarterback for next season. But I don't. Yeah, here though, I would guess. Well, I'd say I think it, it that market I think depends on where Aaron Rodgers goes, and if Lamar Jackson goes someplace. Mm-hmm. Those are, I think. So since Lamar Jackson got the non-exclusive tag. How many teams do you think will inquire about him and, and try to work out a deal? You think you think look, he'll he'll get multiple offers, or do you think he'll get um, you know no offers, or where do you think he'll fall in that? I think he'll get multiple because I think that was kind of what um, the Deshaun Watson contract last year ended up being, because uh, I think the Texans ended up getting two first rounders and stuff. For him, so it's. Yeah, I guess that the idea would be the Ravens would get a little less of a haul uh, in terms of draft picks for um, Jackson than um, uh, for than than the Texans got for uh, Watson. But maybe you could say, well, it takes. It, it seems like it's been a big big headache negotiating mm-hmm. with Lamar Jackson because he doesn't have an agent, and it's like you don't have to deal with him directly. Yeah, he wants this giant guaranteed contract. And maybe you say, well, we'll see what he can get anywhere else. And then all if we like, if we don't hate that deal, we can just match it. And that's he's gonna be our quarterback. And right. if we don't really like it, well, we'll get to first round draft pick. So it's kind of a it it it's it just kind of uh shifts the onus onto Jackson instead of the the Ravens now, and I think that was a smart move. Or if he doesn't feel like it, the Ravens can pay him thirty million, which is fairly cheap for somebody of Lamar Jackson's caliber, if, if Daniel Jones is getting forty million, yeah. Uh, so I think it's a good move by the Ravens. Um, I don't seem like the only move that they could really make because it didn't seem like they were going to be able to make a long term deal with him. Whether it's because they just don't want to offer the number of years or the amount of guaranteed money. We don't really know what Lamar Jackson is looking for, but it's probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, from what it seemed like he was looking for a Deshaun Watson style deal with like a giant guarantee, and like only the Browns were stupid enough to do that with Deshaun Watson, given his legal troubles and just the idea that no quarterbacks, even Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, you know, even Burrow when he signs his deal, whenever they're not going to be hundred percent guaranteed, there'll be something where you know. You know, like Mahomes is kind of guaranteed. At least it's like guaranteed, like two years out, I think, right, or something like that. The way it kicks yeah. in and stuff, it's a, it's an interesting uh, deal. But um, yeah, it's 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 crazy out there. You know, I would have, you know, I should have become a quarterback, I guess, right? Isn't that would that would have been so easy? Uh... <laughs> you have a history of elbow issues, though, don't you? I do. I do. I did break my elbow. Uh, my uh, senior year of high school, right after my senior year of high school, playing basketball. But it was a yeah. But it, but um, yeah. You if I had like that, told you not to play basketball though, did you? No, I did not. Mahomes, is, I think Mahomes has that contract. Another contract, probably a lot of players. But I have um, uh, you know, if I had like NFL style rehab facilities and things like that. Speaking of NFL rehab facilities, did you see that uh, survey about the NFL teams where apparently? <laughs> Uh, I guess it was this would have been like the 2021 Chiefs when they lost when they uh, lost to the Bengals. Uh, there were a lot of disgruntled, I guess, respondents to the survey, and the Chiefs like finished towards the very 
bottom, like 29 out of 32 of the ratings for like quality of life kind of issues uh, for yeah. the NFL uh, teams. Um, and like the trainer, Rick Burkholder, got the lowest scores and you always hear good things about Burkhold. what do you what do you think of that survey yeah i was i was surprised to, to see the results of that and I, I expected them to be at least in the middle but i didn't yeah it seemed like they um players seemed like they were um discouraged from reporting injuries and stuff like that too which is not usually a good sign uh that they're that they're actually getting appropriate treatment for yeah you know what, whatever their ails are so it's, it's one of those it, things it, where you wonder equipment was aging and maybe this the facilities weren't as uh modern and nice as a lot of the other facilities mm-hmm. but maybe not as um rodent infested as some of the other yeah 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 uh facilities was that washington where were the rodents i can't remember jacksonville i think it was jacksonville, jacksonville. washington was the lowest but like i guess the chief stadium ahead is older than a lot of the stadiums yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know if it took into co- took into context the practice facility, which is fairly new. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the Chiefs stuff was well. Um, I think uh, the Chiefs training camp, Chiefs have a, a kind of tr- traditional training camp, and mm-hmm. apparently left out roommates on those traditional training camps. So that, I think that soured a lot of uh, people, and um, I, you know some of that type of uh, stuff um, involving kind of older facilities did. But it's um yeah i was but it's also they they didn't say how many people per team responded yeah and it was it's at 1300 over maybe was it 1300 out of the 32 nfl teams and we don't know if that's practice squad plus active players so like yeah. you wonder like and, and you know like maybe some teams had higher numbers some teams at lower but like you know those those teams that often get maybe fewer responses it's the people that are really angry because it's one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really necessarily yeah. know which way it was, but yeah. And I don't, but I, that, I, I'm guessing maybe that could be, but I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where I think also the Chiefs had a kind of bitter loss and to end their season, and then the like, and then you know after it was it, they released it after this year, but it was it was the survey was taken well what like was it a from year ago, more than a season ago. Okay, yeah. So like it was I don't it was a, a kind of a strange little um yeah I, I was really surprised to see that yeah how low the Chiefs scored on some of those metrics uh but uh yeah I, w- I wonder if some of that will change though in the next if they're if they'll take that into account and try to improve the facilities that they have too because that seems like they should have you know funds for that kind of thing <laughs> especially if they want to make yeah. sure that players are are in the best shape that they can be in they and it's, it seems like they had had some renovations like in the last year even so maybe that wasn't even taken into account or you know it's, it's sort of a, a strange thing i don't i don't know i'm i'm i just remember surveys like that when you know for teaching uh you know when you t- taught classes and stuff like that and yeah like the, re- the results were always like well you know some people think you're the best ever some people think you're the worst ever and yeah they can't well i don't know if they could both be right or not but it's it's yeah. I, I i take like like uh i don't know i always um take those sort of things with a, a grain of salt but yeah on, on average you think well maybe it maybe it matters but yeah i was surprised that the chiefs were that, that low uh too so it was um but like the top teams were like the worst teams in football yeah weren't they it's it's yeah it seemed like a lot of the the 
yeah, the traditional powerhouses were not rated very highly in some of those categories. I think the Cowboys were number one because they have a shiny stadium. Yeah. And probably Jerry Jones spends a lot of money on on stuff. Uh, and uh, I think they were number one overall. Is that, is that ring a bell? That's not really, so that wouldn't be really surprising by any means, I think, because I think that's kind of what you'd expect with as much money as their owner spends on everything. So, yeah. Yeah. But everything is probably brand new. <laughs> they probably have access to like whatever they need or want. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Were you surprised to see the Chiefs scoring lowly? Yeah, I, I, I would have guessed just given their success, people would be happy on a successful team. Yeah. And judge accordingly. But maybe it's like you know, again, who, it depends on who gets the who fills out the cards. Is it for somebody who got cut like the week before, yeah. or like was on the practice squad where they thought they were going to be? Uh, you know, like it, there are so many like in so many motivations for saying certain things about mm-hmm. the, like your job. Like, like, you know, you don't know who responded, you know, and, and in a way it's like, you don't even like, like it's 32 different teams, but you don't know who responded, you know, how many responded to which team, like, you know, it's, it's um, I would have liked like a, like a number of, of responses per team. Right. Like, uh, yeah, shown. Like, good. so you could see yeah. whether it was representative or not. Right, like you know, like you know, did like ninety people from, you know, some teams respond, and only like fifteen from the Chiefs, because like it seems like they could take from not just the fifty-three active roster, but like the practice squad or anybody who played that season as yeah. part of the practice squad or or whatever. If it was thirteen hundred participants, that's like forty players per team. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, that is that is a fairly significant number it's not like it was just um yeah an average of only like five per team but it could be like 100 players from one team responded and maybe nobody from another team responded so yeah it it would be good to know like how many from each team actually did respond and then you could at least yeah then you can see kind of how accurate it is quality of the data right yeah 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 like if it's like you're getting 50 from each team you can think well that's most of the players uh, yeah. who are responding but if it's only 25 out of 50 that's like you know that's to be hit and miss then yeah. so and then it's like, like you said probably it's people that are likely who have either very high remarks or they have an extra grind and you know especially some of those trainer comments it seemed like we're i don't i don't i wonder like it seems uh, i don't know given the i guess given what people say about the chief's training staff is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. I have, you know, but maybe, maybe he's a big jerk. I don't, I don't know. It could be. Or, or maybe things have changed since that, you know, survey was, was, uh, you know, performed. If it was over a year ago, maybe, maybe some of that stuff has, you know, changed in the meantime. Mm-hmm. It may just be that, you know, Burkholder just oversees things and like his, you know, reports, are the ones that are jerks or one of the guys is a jerk or something, you know, who, who, you know, who really knows. Yeah. It could also be that he does really like, he's really good at developing like programs and getting people healthy, but he is maybe just has a bad like bedside manner or something like that. You know, it's, it's, 
you know, judging, you know, like, it's, is it a results thing or is it just like, oh, he's gruff and brusque and, you know, it's, but, you know, that matters, but then also you can say, well, maybe it, you know, what, what's more important, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it, there's, it, it seems like there's a lot of negative stuff there that could be important, but like, we just don't know how. Uh, yeah how accurate it is what they're, what they're relating it to may be different too so i mean if it's a relatively young player just came out of college mm-hmm. maybe they they're you know their training facilities are all brand new at a lot of the you know bigger you know the major schools they may all have like brand new facilities for everything because they the amount of money that's spent on college programs is pretty amazing uh and you know if you if you came out of college in the last four or five years, you know maybe the facilities at the college level actually are superior to the pro levels because the pro programs are you know yeah. spending more on salaries than they're spending on training facilities. And you have like these adoring kind of coeds and students that are like part of that group that treat them like gods in a way that um, could, you don't be. get in the NFL yeah. and. So, like, I think one of the things traditionally I've heard with Reed is that um, he is not very hands-on with a lot of younger players uh, compared to, like, there's, like, a a hierarchy of of players and he kind of lets them do what they want. Like, 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 let's say let's the, like, the more um, successful seasoned kind of players kind of run the show and maybe that's an issue with, with, with I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's it's an interesting um, and it's one of those things where, you know, I, you know, this idea of the customer is always right type of world. But, you know, if you watch like TV shows involving customers, the customer is like wrong 90% of the time. And that's one reason why it's so frustrating when you are right, because they, because, well, the people that these people that, that, you know, customer service usually deals with are idiots. And, you know, you have to like prove that you're not this idiot if you want something that's to be done and that's very frustrating and so idiots and non-idiots are both treated like idiots even though most of the people who think they shouldn't be treated like idiots are idiots yes that is typically the case (laughs) (laughs) yes that sounds about right yeah yeah speaking of idiocy on that should should we wrap this up probably our our, our, uh uh and and uh this idiot's yeah. time is over for tonight, I guess. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I got a, I got a ticket to the Quad Cities to uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, hop, hop the train to Bettendorf. Yeah. yeah, you have to get there in time to watch the uh, opening of the World Baseball Classic tonight. Oh, yeah, the World Baseball Classic is being played, yeah, it was set in Taiwan tonight. Yeah. Uh, what's the first game? Oh, I had it open, but I don't have it open anymore, Mike. <laughs> it is... <laughs> I don't know either. It is Cuba versus the Netherlands. Was Cuba, do you remember our teams that we picked? Uh, it was I believe, uh, Cuba was one of them. Uh, I think you had. Let's see, what did we say last week? I think I had Puerto Rico and the United States, and you had Cuba, and I believe. Um, I don't know if I made another pick. Yeah, I don't know if you made another pick. Dominican, Cuba, and uh, Japan 
I mean, Dominican, USA, Japan were kind of were the top three teams. Yeah. Um, of those three, I think I picked the USA, but yeah. you can pick. You can also pick the USA if you wanted. I think if you you already taken the USA, I'll, I'll say. I mean, I already. I think I said Cuba initially. I'll, I'll take the Dominican then for the my okay. other. I, yeah, I think that's a better. I think Dominican was two to one. USA was two point eight to one, and Japan was three to one. I think Japan is overvalued I, I, because I think, like I mentioned last time, I think a lot of the certain countries, especially ones that do not have most of their players in the majors but also have a baseball culture like korea and japan i think the world baseball classic is very um important uh to them but maybe not as important to even something like maybe the dominican it is but like most of their players are um major league players and they know how good they are and like like you know i think um it's like there aren't a lot of dominican betters like the population isn't so high or like they're not gonna like you know there's you know like the, it seems like most probably the Dominican millionaires are playing in the World Baseball Classic, not betting on the game outside of it. Whereas you know Japanese millionaire, you know people that make big bets in Japan for things like that, you know they're 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 you know yeah. they might. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Not in the terms of why Japan's uh, odds are so low, but um, yeah, I've had some success. But it's a it's it's interesting to me that they were so close to the United States in terms. Yeah, it of... It seems like yeah. I mean, Japan has a full scale um you know like major league system mm-hmm. so they, I'm, I'm, they have you know a whole you know tiers of of players there and only some of the players are in the u.s like they don't have a full roster yeah. I don't think, from u.s yeah. major league baseball players i think you, you got said, a tiny you know but in i think you said that they weren't going to use the american players that are playing in the major league in major league baseball are they not participating for i think maybe otani and like one or two but i I think almost all of them are japanese players japanese uh, players playing in japan i mean yeah Jap- Jap- japanese league the nippon yeah. baseball um uh, uh yeah i think like korea is like that too um the roster you darvish and uh there are a few, um, but I'd say, you know, all of the pitchers, it's only you Darvish, who is, I think, a major leaguer. And some of the, some of the position players, the outfielders, but most, like, they're only out of, like, the 25 or 20, however many there are, there are like, five or six major league players mm. on the, on the Japanese team, so. Okay. Um, and one's Otani, who's like you know maybe the best player. Possibly, uh, maybe, you know it's, it's so funny that the Angels have perhaps the two best all-around players in baseball with Trout and Otani, but they're they can't. And and had the uh, manager who may be considered one of the great geniuses of baseball, um, <laughs> Joe Madden, until yeah they fired him last season. So. Uh, even with that amount of talent and management skill, still we're losing that many games and not, you know, not making playoffs even, right? So pretty surprising. Yeah. So, oh, um, speaking of spending money, so Otani um, is making $30 million this year. He was the, he avoid, he was uh, uh, offered uh, 
he agreed to a $30 million. Some, some not good arbitration. So that was the highest salary anybody had ever agreed to uh, that could be offered arbitration. Really? Uh, yeah. Do you think Otani next year, 2024, will make less or more than Daniel Jones? Ooh. So, yeah. Is he, does he have another arbitration season? or is that I think he's a free agent. free agent. Then he will make a lot more than that, I would think. Would you? Yeah. Would you? Would you pay? Basically, two whole players, just in general. Yeah. Is because they can pitch and hit both, and there's really no one else that does that. So he's he only takes up one roster spot, but they get essentially a star, a starter, and a position player for that same salary. So he should make a lot more than. The Daniel Jones, I would think. He's already making thirty million in our arbitration season. Yeah. Somebody I saw some they, they said Otani could get a, a contract worth five hundred million dollars. Uh so I don't know how many years yeah. that would be. Twelve, maybe ten. You want to spread it out. Like one of the things about baseball is because because the um because it's a guaranteed contract. So you you really just kind of want to do even if you aren't gonna pl- pay them. You know, they're going to play the whole time. You want to spread it out over the over the number of years. So like you want to give them a, you know, you'd rather do a thirteen year, fifteen million, fifty million dollars than twelve right. years, even though, even though, or ten. You know, like it, it's it's a different in- set of incentives because without the salary cap and things like that. So I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I would think that Otani is like that. Like you said, he's he's an all star pitcher and an all star hitter, and he's like you know he's Babe Ruth, and and it's incredible and so like yeah i i I would say that he's yeah he's he's worth whatever you know he's he's babe ruth in an era where the average player is considerably better than the average player of babe ruth's (laughs) that's right true yeah i guess you know he's not yeah i guess you can say babe ruth was so much better than the average player like like like, i think he hit by himself more home runs than like a lot of teams hit uh you know like in yeah Earliest when he hit like 60 home runs and like right after he stopped pitching or, you know, was still like kind of pitching too. And yeah, Otani is, yeah, he's in an era where there's like, when there's like a world draw of talent and, you know, it's not just um, white Americans playing. It's, it's a, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's a hot, maybe that's a more upbeat uh way to to end it uh looking forward to world baseball classic we are also going to be looking forward to march madness i think the next time we uh meet the uh the brackets should be announced we have the we have the um ncaa conference championships going on this weekend do you are you paying attention to any of those conference tournaments uh, I, I'm I'm um, gonna go to the um, Iowa State's opening game uh, because it's here in Kansas City. Uh, I will I will see um, Iowa State Baylor um, in Kansas and whoever they play is the second game of the session. So I'll be I'll be at those games um, uh, Thursday. This oh. will be the you know a few hours after this uh, episode is released into the world, Mike. I will be at, at <laughs> so it's on Thursday. Thursday morning, yeah, for that for Iowa State. Okay, yeah. So oh. they play. Oh, there's a first. Oh, they aren't in the first round. So they, yeah, I forgot. There's like there's like yeah. They so get, the they first the, round is is uh, Wednesday, and uh, that would be um, 
I think West Virginia against uh I lost it. Um but anyway, yeah, so they play on Thursday and KU I saw I don't they, they, don't know who they, they play whoever wins one whoever of the wins games. one of those games. Yeah. Are they are they the number one seed? I think so. Yeah, they are. They're playing the game one. They're playing West Virginia or Texas Tech. And then it's Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Uh yeah, it seems like Baylor, Iowa State, like it seems like all almost all 10 of the big 12 teams can make it to the tournament, yeah. this year, which is crazy. So it's, it was uh, kind of unfortunate for Iowa State. Like they the, the last game of the regular uh, conference schedule was against Baylor at Baylor, and Iowa State won by about 15 points or so. Uh so the very next game they have to play Baylor again. So it's you know, who knows what they're gonna do. Well, enjoy your uh Thursday at the is it T-Mobile Center? Uh, yes, that is what it's called now. T-Mobile. I still think of it as the Sprint Center, even though the it is the Sprint Center. Yeah, that's what you get when those corporate names like it changes. Like in Pittsburgh, I don't yeah. What uh, what is what do you think Sandstone is called now? Is it Cricket Wireless still, oh, or is it? And then it was. It was back to Sandstone, I think, right? Um, I don't think it's technically been called Sandstone in quite some time. Now it is the Azura Amphitheater. Is that a credit union? I have no idea what Azura is. <laughs> it's like yeah, up in Pittsburgh, I, um, where I spend a lot of my time now. Uh, they renamed Heinz Field, and it's now called Acrisure Stadium. And well, of it's course. so stupid, like... Um, also, it actually wasn't originally called for 10 years before. Oh, no, it was. No, it was the Sandstone Center for the Performing Arts from 83 to 93, and the Sandstone Amphitheater from 93 to 2002, and then one, and then for one more year in 2008. And then it was I Verizon Wireless, 2002, 2007. I remember Federal Park at oh, that, Sandstone yeah. for 40 years, Cricket Wireless for three years after that. In Providence Medical Center Amphitheater for five years, and now Azura. Azura. Providence Medical Center. Where, where, where the hell is that? Uh, is that in Kansas City? Uh, or is it in Providence? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking that up. I don't know. I guess it's, there's a Providence Health Center in Kansas. It's it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what the name of it is to Kansas Cityans, it will always be Sandstone, even though it that's hasn't what, had that name for quite some time. Yeah, that's what uh, MJ always talks about Pittsburgh. Like she says, oh, it's, it's what Pittsburgh people call whatever it is. Uh, too, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't, yeah, Hinesfield is, yeah, as I said, Acrisure. So I mean, I don't. I looked up Acrisure. It's an insurance company. Hmm. Um, headquartered in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, what is it? Is it um? Who's the Great American Ballpark? Is that is that um? Was that Cincinnati? I just assumed that was what they what they called it. They didn't. Oh, really it's, a, it's insurance, isn't it? It's Cincinnati it's insurance. Great American. And then like, yeah. Like I don't want like if you're an insurance person like i don't want my premiums going to stupid stuff like naming rights no like well and i think we talked about this one other time is that i think the the chiefs gea is the is the worst 
of all of them to be spending money because it's um it's for government employees and you don't usually get enough it's not like they need to advertise yeah unless it like it, spins off like geico which was originally government employees does but maybe, maybe like it was it was originally like a government company, but the offering yeah. is to people that aren't government employees is to whoever. So you might need to advertise to get your name out there so people would know to even like talk to you. But I don't know why a government insurance agency needs to advertise because I think you just get their option. I don't think they need to I don't understand why they're why they need to advertise. That's I I don't like that at all. Yeah, well, maybe we we had a idiocy. Then it was Shohei Otani. Now it's back to idiocy uh, with uh, stadium naming rights, which which always sticks in my craw because I, I I think most fans dislike whoever the stadium is named after, yeah. and it doesn't bring much goodwill. Uh, I guess you're getting, just getting your name out, but like it's yeah. like it's it's you know just jerk face stadium is what it, you know it is and like i guess you know, if it's like a low I, like you know it's like heinz fields you know big local company in pittsburgh the ketchup people or target field in minnea in minnesota it's it's you know right. local, big company ford if, field if it's Detroit. the biggest company of the area it's the most famous yeah. company of the area you sort of understand it but like if they had like hallmark stadium or something in kansas city it would have been understandable but like or Sprint Center, even because it was the it's the local business, but now it's T-Mobile, so everything's leaving. So like it's 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 another one of those. Sprint hasn't been owned by by Sprint, you know. It, ha it hasn't been like a local ownership for quite some time because it was purchased by a you know Japanese banking firm that SoftBank bought it many years ago. Uh huh. So I think um, it hasn't really been owned locally in quite a long time, <laughs> even though. You know, they still, it's seen as a local company, even though it isn't, right? And like and, T-Mobile you know, also, spun off yeah, and they also own the um, the rights to the Las Vegas arena. It's a T-Mobile arena instead of T-Mobile center. Okay. So like, it's like, why do you, if you have these multiple, like, it doesn't even have a unique thing. So I don't, but um, maybe. Marketing, so insurance. Yeah. I don't like any of that. I don't either. <laughs> I liked it when they were just called War Memorial Stadium or yeah. <laughs> named after the beer local beer company, Soldier Field or Bush Stadium. Because yeah. that's Soldier Field, yeah. Well, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a George Carlin bit about this one difference between baseball and football. And says, baseball is played in a park. You know, <laughs> let's go to the park. <laughs> football is played in places like Soldier Field and War Memorial Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Still uh, yeah. <laughs> well, even Soldier Field's gonna go away too with some new stadium in Chicago, probably. Uh, but we can talk more about that next week on yeah. the Warning Trick Power Hour. Uh, should we wrap this up? Sure. I think uh we've had another stimulating and exciting uh off season uh discussion, off season of both the major sports uh that we watch and and all but uh, still the it still is basketball season so we'll talk about that next week and we'll talk more about the world baseball classic more about uh nfl uh free agency major league baseball uh spring training and uh stuff you know quad cities updates and uh things like that uh, that you're all uh waiting to hear <laughs> we didn't know if we're gonna add a six city in the, in the next six, time. yeah that's well they can't be the sex cities <laughs> 
hex hex cities doesn't sound good either so like no. there's uh it's it's it, there's no there's no they, they have to jump to seven if they want to be uh um <laughs> so i guess why they only they don't have a hex they don't have a sex on in the olympics or a yeah. hex tapalon uh in the, so hex, like the, I guess the hex cities or sex cities um <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, on that note, uh, uh, as always, uh, I'm Dr. Michael Warman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Track Power Hour. Please like and or subscribe to our uh, plethora of uh, delivery options of WAPO. And please, uh, as I said, you know, like or subscribe. Uh, and we please uh, tune in next week uh, to another exciting uh, episode. And until then, uh, happy off season. I guess you can watch the XFL. Uh, the USFL is coming back soon. We haven't we haven't uh, resorted to talking about those things yet, but we probably will uh, in a week or two, given uh, the the dearth of of, of uh, real material uh, <laughs> in, in these off seasons. But it has never stopped us before, so who knows. Um, still, uh, we wish you the very best and until next week, we wish you good day. <laughs>